What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. We gon' make it all the way. We don't care what they all will say. Don't listen to the hate, no. Listen to my fate, yo. Destined to be great, yo. Welcome back to today's episode. Today, I, Justin Short, am your host, alone, all by myself. This is a first, so we're just going to kind of see how it goes. Bear with me, and that's all I can ask. Today's podcast really it really didn't start out as being just me, but as I was writing up some show notes, it just kind of flowed, and I had some things I wanted to say, and yeah. So I hope you get something out of it. Today's episode is entitled, Do You Really Want the Success You Say You Want? And the reason this episode is called that, because too darn often I see and talk to people, many inside of dentistry, some outside, where their actions they're living out do not line up with the words that come out of their mouth. I, Steve, Derek, get emails from people and actually let me let me take a step back here yes i or we talk about coaching at times because it's a big part of our lives we're passionate about it and you naturally talk about things that you're passionate about right right so but in no way is this podcast at any point intended to be a sales pitch yes it's our business and you want your business to grow. So I'm not pushing people away here, but it's, I feel like our business is going to grow regardless because we're willing to do whatever it takes to grow it. Not because we're using this podcast as some soft sales pitch kind of thing. So coaching is not something that works well if you need to be quote sold on it. It works the best when the client that contacts you and you can just tell they want it and you can sense the desperation, not necessarily desperation in the fact that they're struggling, but that they are desperate for guidance, accountability, mentorship, what have you. So just wanted to get that out of the way. But like I was saying, we get a lot of emails from people who say, I want to hire you to be my coach and I want my practice to grow. I want the things in life you talk about, yada, yada, yada. And my reply is always something to the effect of, that's awesome. Let's do it. But, oh, by the way, be prepared. It takes work to get those things. If you're not willing to put in the effort, save your money, and let's not waste each other's time. Not because I want to push them away, but because I want them to count the cost and be prepared. Because I know I'm going to go all in. And if we're going to do this, I want them to as well, because that's how you get results. That's where the magic happens. And really, that's exactly how it should work. But it still amazes me time after time, how many times after I send that email that I just described, like, let's do this. It's going to take work. It's like, they're like, oh, shit, isn't it? Bro, I said I wanted the results. I want the view from the summit. I didn't say anything about wanting the resistance of the climb. And at least I, speaking for myself here, and I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to all of you, I don't ever want to come across for one second that I think I have it all figured out. That once I put my mind to something, that it's 
always game over and I'm going to accomplish whatever it is because I have some supernatural discipline and or work ethic, what have you. I'd say they're strong and definitely better than they were once upon a time, but I'm human and it's still tough. And at many times the struggle is still real and will likely remain real until the day I die. So like I said, I don't want to come across like I know it all. I got it all figured out. I don't. Okay. And I'm sure most of you know that, but just wanted to make sure. Uh, I'm sure all of you knew that. Okay. We know Justin doesn't have it figured out, but I want all of you to know that Justin doesn't think he has it all figured out. And here's kind of my hypothesis, if you will. I don't believe we ever arrive at the point where you can just set your effort level, your dedication, or your discipline on autopilot. Like if today you make yourself get up early and go work out, and because you did it today, it automatically means you're going to do it tomorrow. Or today you had the balls to go in and treatment plan the way you should and tell the patient who you know isn't going to like it when you tell them they need a crown, that they need a crown. And so the next time you encounter that scenario, which you will, it will be a no-brainer and you won't even have to think twice. Don't get me wrong. As things become habits, yes, they do become easier. But it is a conscious decision each and every day of your life to live up to the standards you hold yourself to. Choosing to achieve extraordinary, which is a level of success that is beyond what most other dentists are achieving, is a decision that has to be made today, tomorrow, the next week, next month, next year, and so on and so on. You don't just make it once on a high and then you're good to go. And ultimately, I feel that's why it's so rare because the grind whittles down the herd. Most can put the effort in for days, weeks, maybe even months. But to keep it going when you don't see the results right away, that's tough. When you're not getting the recognition for putting in the effort when no one else is watching, that's when it hurts. That's when you find out what you're really made of. And I'm guessing most of you have heard the saying that goes something like, it took me years to achieve overnight success. And unless you win the lottery, there's no such thing as overnight success. And even then, you're still not successful. You just have more money that you'll probably blow on crack and hookers. So you're not successful. Success is not achieved overnight. And not to blow smoke up Derek and Steve's butt, but I bet once a week I have a doctor asking, how do I get the growth they got in their practices or how do I achieve what they did their first year? First, it's not like either of them just stumbled into their practices they purchased. I have zero doubt, zero doubt, they would be successful no matter what practices they purchased, but they're not superhuman either. A part of their quote, quick Success was putting time in evaluating hundreds of practices all over the country to find ones that were ripe for the growth they wanted and learning how to identify those opportunities by studying and learning and evaluating practice after practice after practice after practice. Now, is that the only way to do it? No, I wasn't willing to move out of my hometown. So I had to choose from the best options I had and learn how to grow with what I had. That was my decision. But I wasn't surprised when my practice didn't double the first year. And for me, 
That was a trade I was willing to make. It's all right. Nor did I say, well, if I'm not willing to move to a possibly more favorable practice location, I must be doomed to having a mediocre mediocre life and practice, or I can't grow fast enough because my options are limited. Do not be surprised. Listen to me here. Do not be surprised by the results you don't get from the work you don't put in or from the sacrifices you're not willing to make. So it's okay if you, just like me, I'm not willing to move, but I wasn't surprised. And same thing for you. If you're not willing to make sacrifices, you're not willing to put in the effort, the work, okay, just own it. I'm not mad that you're not willing to. What I don't like is when people say they're willing to, or they want this or that, but they're not willing to. So makes sense. Let's move on to the idea that you don't have to be ashamed for wanting uncommon success, wealth, whatever it is. Now, if that success or wealth makes you a jerk or makes you believe you're better than anyone else, then yeah, maybe you should be ashamed. But for the majority of you, I'm going to assume that's not the case. You don't need to feel bad for wanting uncommon success. If you own a business, you should want it to be successful and profitable and the best. And if you don't, you might as well go run a charity. One of the biggest reasons dentists aren't making a killing, in my opinion, is that most don't even consider it an option. They set their goals too low if they even set them at all. It's easy to be convinced by those close to us or our sphere of influence to simply be satisfied with whatever our financial situation is, right? I don't think those around us are necessarily making a conscious decision to try to salt our game, but it's a natural tendency and it makes them feel better when we're more like them. Here's one example that I've ran into, and it can take many shapes and sizes. And if you haven't ran into this yet, if you're serious enough about the goals you have, you will eventually run into it, assuming you have friends. If not, that's a separate podcast that we'll get into later. So usually at least once a year, here's my example. So usually at least once a year, our family, meeting my wife and my three children, will take a week's vacation with friends to the beach. We always go to Gulf Shores, Alabama. I've been going there since I was little. That's just one of our things. It's one of our spots. We go there every year. So several families who we love, we all rent a house or something on the beach for the week. My buddies, who are all great guys, wouldn't trade them, wouldn't change them. This is often like their one big trip a year. Like this is the vacation of the year for them. You know, they look forward to it all year. It's awesome. Let's go have a good time. And we do. But they will give me crap about working on vacation. And it's not like I just hole up in my room and I work all day long, but I will get up early and I get whatever I need to get done, done. If I need to do a call with a client, I will do it. Heck, if a property comes on the market, I think is a good deal. I will get it. I don't say, eh, I'm on vacation. Everything else stops and everything waits till I get back from vacation. That's not how it works. I know this. These are the times I get ahead because most people aren't going to do this. I enjoy it. It's my habits. Doesn't make me a better person. It's just what I do. But I think it makes them, meeting my buddies, feel guilty or puts a spotlight on them when I'm not out drinking Coronas at 10 o'clock in the morning. And comments you will hear regarding this take the form of just relax. Work will be waiting for you when you get back. Stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. 
I have fun. I relax and I enjoy myself plenty, but I get my shiz done first and I block out the peer pressure and the herd mentality to resort to the mean because it makes everyone more comfortable when we can all be average. And this is just one isolated example. And I'm sure you have examples all around you. But what they fail to realize is that this bit of work I'm doing while you're out playing cornhole and drinking Coronas at 10 a.m. is what allows me to do this thing that they do one week per year, 20 weeks a year, or what allows me to come down the week before with my family so we can have a family week and a friend's week, which is what we do. My family goes down a week early. We get to hang out with each other. And then when everyone else shows up, you know, we don't feel bad when the kids are playing with kids and adults are playing with adults. So Napoleon Hill, who spent 20 years researching top performers to write Think and Grow Rich, came up with this conclusion. And I quote, the number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, families, neighbors. Listen. We all put our pants on the same way. We all have the same opportunities in the same 24 hours in a day. I know you guys all know that. We probably said that on the podcast before. But success or the lack of is not something that happens to you. It happens because of you. The most successful people create their lives actively every day. They're intentional while most everyone else sits back and passively waits to see where life takes them and encourages those around them to come down to their level because that's their comfort zone. And deep down, we all want to be comfortable. Just some of us choose to fight against it. And I'm not advocating here, let's be clear, I'm not advocating here that you walk around thinking you're more noble or a better person because you have different dreams or you have higher standards or what you want out of life is different from but your friends or anyone else wants out of life. If you think that way, it's kind of douchey, knock it off. That's not what we're saying. You're missing the point. What I'm saying is don't let the world around you pee on your parade and get you down because it will try and it is trying every single day. Look, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I have total respect for those who admit, yeah, I get, I could get more out of what the world calls success if I put in more effort, but I prefer to not have to put in the effort and just be content with the results that a lower amount of effort takes. Awesome. That's the case. You own that. I support you 100%. And I'm not talking to you in this episode, but I respect that. That's awesome. But going back to the title of this episode, I'm talking to the ones that do say they want more, but aren't backing it up. I want you that are still listening to dominate in every area you want to succeed in and not just compete with those around you. And I've struggled with this in the past with using other dentists and other practices as my benchmarks. Do I have a little bigger, better, more profitable, insert adjective looking practice than him or her? Do I offer a little bit better service? Do I do a little bit better work? Do my cosmetics look a little bit better? Are my margins a little better sealed? Is my team a little better trained? I had to learn to push myself beyond that type of thinking. What I've realized over time is what that thinking gets me is to be, in best case scenario, just a little bit better than my competition. It still leaves a low glass ceiling over my head when ultimately what I wanted for myself, and it's the same thing I want for my clients, is to be head and shoulders way above the competition. 
listen, if the dentist around me when I was practicing were getting 20 new patients, I didn't want to get 25. I wanted to get 50 and them get zero. If the average dentist is financially free and has the ability to not work anymore if they so choose at the age 65, I didn't want to get there at 55 or 60. That's not dominating them. That's beating them by a little bit. I wanted to be there by 38. And I want those who lock arms with me, clients, whatever, Steve and Derek, to get there well before 38. And I think they will. And I think, and I, I know that's what they want for their clients. Will everyone get there by then? No. Goals may be completely different and that's okay. But the point is this. If you set your goals based upon those around you, the best you can hope for is to be a little better than them. In fact, looking back, hands down, the biggest mistake in my career was not setting my goals high enough. And honestly, I thought I was setting them high. I thought I had it down. I thought I was really pushing myself. But now looking back, hindsight, I know I wasn't. And if I wasn't someone who's pretty up on goal setting, you need to check where yours are at. Are you pushing yourself? Are you setting your goals high enough? Are you hitting or achieving the highest possible level you can, if that's something you want to do? Most people can compete, but there are very few that know how to win. Learning to grow your practice and dominate your market is, in my mind, a much more enjoyable route to freedom than hoping to save 20% of your income and hoping the market in which you have zero control over does well enough that you can hang up the handpiece and start enjoying your life at age 65. Yes, it takes more work right now in the present to grow and dominate. And I will always be the first person to tell you that. I don't hide, I don't pull any punches about that. In fact, you don't even have to like the work, but you have to love and crave the result that that work provides. When you do that, the work doesn't matter. I didn't always love busting my butt the three days I was in the office, but I loved the four-day weekends, so it was worth it. I didn't always enjoy spending the time to train my team to increase their performance level, but I loved the life it provided for myself and my family. You have to come up with goals that motivate you enough that it makes the work inconsequential. And dentistry is a profession that can pay off very well and often has a good ROI for the effort that you're willing to put in. How can you set yourself apart from your own competition? I suggest forcing yourself to sit down for an hour, 60 minutes in the quiet and think on your practice in ways you can operate it better, provide better service, become more profitable, efficient, et cetera, et cetera. How many of you have done that? Look, look at Apple. They didn't create the iPhone to be just a little better than your 1999 flip phone. They went out and dominated their market. Look at Facebook. They didn't just try to be a little bit better than MySpace. They went out and obliterated that competition. Some of you are thinking WTF is MySpace. I get it. Quit trying to be a little bit better and expecting the spoils or a life that is way better than your peers. It's not going to happen. Who cares? which your competition does. You are your only competition. Are you better than you were yesterday, last week, last month, last year, on and on? What are you doing differently than the dentist next door to the, get the results you want? Hope, the passage of time, and luck are not strategies that will get you there.
You know what makes your job worthwhile? When you've given all you've got to give and you lay your head down on the pillow at night to go to sleep and you're exhausted because you've given it all you have. That's what feels good. And you know, you, Y-O-U, you know when you've given what you're supposed to give and you know when you haven't. You may be able to fake it to your spouse, to your team, to your friends, to your coach. It doesn't matter if anyone else knows it or not. You know it and that's what matters. Now that doesn't mean that everything is going to go your way all the time. Of course not. Does it mean you will never have the issues that all dentists have? Of course not. You're going to. But you can have the pride that you know you gave it all that you had, and you don't have to worry about looking back someday and wondering, could I have done more or been more if I had given it more? I tell doctors all the time, it's not the absence of negative things happening in your office, because from time to time, they happen to all of us, to me, to you, to your neighbor, to people you see on stage speaking, happens to everybody. You do a filling, patient gets sore, and they leave you a bad review. You notice a crown you did six months shows up with an open margin at the six-month recall. We've all had it happen. If not, you will. So it's not the absence of those things that determine your level of success. It's how you react to it. It's how you shake it off and get up to fight another day. You have a root canal that failed or number 15, that root tip broke off. You can't get it out. You have to send it to an oral surgeon. Do you shy away and quit doing them? Or do you figure out what you could have done better and get back on the horse and set up for doing another one tomorrow? And guys, for you devil's advocates out there, I don't hear it. I'm not saying go out and do shoddy work. That's not the point. In fact, we're aiming for excellence. I've told this story many times before, but this is what ultimately pushed me to hire my first coach. It was like $60,000 for the year. I didn't have $60,000. At that point, that was over 50% of my yearly salary. Friends thought I was an idiot. My wife questioned my decision, probably also thought I was an idiot. And frankly, it was a leap of faith based upon what I know top performers do. But what it came down to and what pushed me personally was this. I didn't want to wait and do it down the road later on in life and realize that it worked and that there's really something to it, getting help, mentorship, accountability, what have you. And looking back on my life and thinking to myself, man, I could have done so much more if I had done this five, 10, 15 years ago. To me, that's the feeling that sucks. That's ultimately what we all want to avoid. And the way to avoid it is putting in the effort when no one else is watching, when no one is clapping for you or patting you on the back, when no one sees it but you, when it's still dark outside in the morning and it's cold in your house and you're tired because you gave it 110% the day before. But regardless, you're up working on yourself or on your business to get ahead before anyone else has even started the day. Here's a question I've pondered before. We all have 24 hours in a day, right? Right. What if those people out there right now kicking your butt, kicking my butt, aren't any better than you or I, which they aren't, but they're getting up at four or five instead of seven or eight. So what if they're exactly the same as you or I in every way, essentially, but they're just getting a three-hour head start every day? It's hard to catch up with someone who's getting a three-hour head start the fastest marathon ever recorded just happened last week. Unofficial, everyone wants to say. Like, who cares? He did it. 
an hour and 59 minutes. If you got a three-hour head start in a race against him, the fastest marathoner in the world, you'd probably beat him. The very best in the world you could likely likely beat with a three-hour head start. And you have that option every single day. But do you want what you say you want bad enough? Only you can answer. That's all I've got for today. We want the best for you guys, whatever that is to you. And really, that's what it comes down to. If you need anything, if you have any questions, you want to talk to us about something, you can email us at Justin, Derek, or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. If you haven't, you should definitely go to our website and sign up on our email list. We give out a lot of free content and tips and advice. And if you're not signed up, you're missing out. It's free. You have nothing to lose. We don't like it. Unsubscribe. It takes one click. But you should like it. As always, if you're getting any value from this podcast, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes. Not beating around the bush here, folks. This is just like you asking your patients for a review. You know what it means to you, and it means the same to us. If you're not getting value, then we'd love to hear what you think we can do better. Just email us, and we will take it seriously. And like I said, if we, like I've said before, if you're not getting value, I don't expect you to listen. Go spend your time on something that does add value to you, because that's what I want. It's what we all want here for you. That's it, folks. Thanks for bearing with me and me alone today. And just go get it. Just kill it. Until next week. Peace.